0: All right, man. You ready for this this non non uh, numbered episode thing we're getting ready to do here? It's non canon, huh? It's it's canon. It's just not. It's like a uh, extended universe is what this is.
1: Universe two?
0: Well, it's not even universe two. It's just extended universe. It's like you know, you got, oh, the, okay, got you, you get the mainline Star Wars novels, and then thrawn you know thron has got his own uh, standalone novel. That's what this is
1: was a Thrawn episode
0: sure i mean it could be a it could be a one of the solo twins and their adventures with the muppet creature like if that's where you'd rather be with that what okay all right well i'm (laughs) gonna count it down i'm gonna play the intro and since you can't hear it wait till i do my whole spiel before you say or do anything or fart or anything to disrupt my uh my mojo and then we'll right. uh, we'll go from there. You have. I'll any... listen to the
1: intro. I'll to the intro on Twitch. Okay. That, that way I know.
0: Yeah, so you could be tons of seconds behind. Um, you have any questions about what we're gonna do? I think you've done this enough with me so far that you should know the the rundown. Good. All right. So in five, four, three. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have Kevin, we just call him Kujo Kujowski. What's happening, brother? I'm much happy to be here. Yeah, man, it's been a while since we had you on. What have you been up to in uh, the grand scheme of things? You have been staying out of trouble, I hope.
1: in out of trouble, yeah. been uh, basically, if I'm not with my girlfriend or working, I'm playing games, so... I'm trying to catch up a lot of my backlog, yeah. Um, no, no, I played Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, and Kuni
0: 2. Um, oh man, you're getting it done, son.
1: I just plotted Nino Ni no Kuni 2 well, days ago.
0: I uh, I just plot uh, God of War, which is why we're uh, doing this episode. Um so that's a thing. We're throwing this bonus episode at you cuz I I got platinum on it, so I figured I'd uh be like hey Cujo, you beat it. Let's uh let's go do the review. And that's what we're doing. Right? But I'll tell you, man, I got this this all right. All the medical pr- medical professionals that listen to the show can chime in and tell me I'm dying. But my left eye over the past like week is just twitching incessantly, like not not so bad that it like impairs my vision or anything, but I'll just be going along and all of a sudden I'll just be like do 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 like the eye, like my eyelid. Just like did do Now I looked it up and you know how good it is to look up medical things on the internet, but it did tell me that uh fatigue and over caffeine uh like having too much caffeine can do that, which seems possible and then there's also possible like i've got like a little tiny scratch on my eye somewhere which is all seen as possible but none of them seem like things that are going to kill me immediately but it's just it's just totally annoying when i'm trying to focus on something and my left eye is just like doo do doo 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 doo. doo. so i don't like have cancer I, that, why do you gotta be like that bro
1: well that's what every time you look up something it's like oh, I it could be this these mire things or you could have cancer
0: well, it's because cancer makes makes your body do all kinds of fun, fancy things.
1: It, I usually get that too when I play video games all night. Or
0: yeah, eye definitely fatigue late. definitely is yeah. a thing. But I mean, I guess because the, the only reason, the only big thing that's changed for me, and it it would make sense if this is it, because at work we we always ordered. On like you could order on your iPad or your phone. And I always used my phone because it was just kind of like I could fill a shelf with one hand and write an order with another hand, kind of thing. Like it was just multitasking appropriate. But now we have to write it on the iPad, and I just started with the iPad this week because uh, oh, they yeah. gave us a new program. And the new program has way too much information on the screen for it, so I feel like I'm I'm spending more time looking around for what I need. So. That would make a lot of sense, and the fact that it didn't dawn on me until now seems weird. But the fact that I've been using the like an iPad all day as opposed to looking at my phone is is a possibility. I just had to talk it out. Figure it out. Just gotta talk it out. Gotta figure it out. And that's what that's what we're here for. Nah, no, that's not what we're here for. Um What we're here for is to review God of War. And if you're new to this this Shindig here, um First off, we're point we're talking about the 2018 version of God of War because I hate that people do this now, where they they have a sequel but they name it like a thing, but they drop a the or something like that, and then you have to like you have to say which version of the game it is with the year. So fuck off. But is uh, 2018's God of War? Um, if you're new here, what we do is we break this down into a few categories: gameplay, story, visuals, music, overall experience, and replayability. We'll score it one through five. We do allow half scores, cause not Cujo fucked up the uh scoring system way back early on, so we don't know why we went through five. If we're just gonna allow half scores, but whatever, man, we're doing our thing. So Um I would like to point out that the only reason because catching some flack about spending time playing this as opposed to playing uh in three. For the main show. Okay. First off, so it's in three. Not easily playable on the main TV downstairs because I can only really have one thing hooked up down there at a time. And I got this for free. Dude man at work, I covered his route, and he was like, You did these things that I asked you to do, and you're you're a baller, so I'm gonna give you uh this game I've been playing. I'm gonna buy you a new copy for free, and it was God of War. So I'm like, hey, that's cool. But then he started doing the thing like, Hey man, you played God of War yet you played God of War yet, <laughs> so now it's like, well, now I have to beat it and then he did the other thing where he was talking about how he was a he was a badass and like doing all this shit so I'm like, all right, now I have to make my difficulty harder than yours and platinum it and that's what I did um did so on hard a, well, I did cut it back to normal about halfway through. Alright, there I okay, could not I gonna... beat I could not <laughs> beat the Valkyries on hard. No. I was but say, those he 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 has the he had it on story mode or whatever they call the easiest mode. Like, don't be playing with me, bruh. Like back off down your dick. So somebody tries to do something nice for me and then I just gotta shit all over him with some weird ego trip. But um Yeah, no. Uh God of War, man. So it's a... Let's start off with gameplay, as we always do. It is a... Uh, modern action RPG in that it has... Uh, there's no real transition between um, exploration and battles. There's no overworld map. You're just kind of going around. You see enemies, you attack them. But, that being said, there are uh, several subsystems that it, that are your levels of character progression so first off uh you have a i don't want to say intricate because it's not it's not even a complex but you have a crafting system um where you make equip and upgrade gear so Um, and just by doing things in the world you get little bits and bobs that go into making different gear and you can then use those bits and bobs also to upgrade gear that you have Um, so that's that, and it's all pretty self-explanatory there's not a lot of you only get one or two of these in the entire game and that locks you out of only making certain pieces of the set or you can make all the set and not upgrade it all the way, nah, there's basically everything is infinitely obtainable with the exception, I think, I don't know, can you farm like the Soul Eater Ancient things? Because I know you can farm Travelers, but I don't know about the, the Ancients, but that, that arm set's so low, I don't really think it's a thing
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, because after I got the Valkyrie stuff I didn't really look at any of those I
0: didn't even use the Valkyrie stuff I was using like the uh, Muselheim and the um, Niflheim stuff because uh, the Valkyries are are um like their stats are kind of like jack of all trade stats where they've got they don't have like a ridiculous amount in one or two things. It's kind of they got a lot in a bunch of different things. And long before I beat all the Valkyries, I had completely farmed out and upgraded uh, my Musselheim set. And then um, my last Valkyrie was in Niflheim. And I had, you know, you basically complete a set in the process of, like, farming that place and getting to the point where you have enough time to get in there and fight that Valkyrie. Um, so, in both those, I found I had higher strength and cooler stuff happening than the, the Valkyrie set. Not to say the Valkyrie set's bad, just by the point where I killed the last one and I could go kill the queen, it really wasn't It wasn't a thing.
1: I, did, I used the Valkyrie set until I got the Evaldi set. I can't remember, it's been about a month now, but the Valdi set, well the Valkyrie had like a stronger strength, because I, I always do the strength, just so I can attack mm-hmm. tack harder, um, but the Valdi set has a higher strength uh, skills. And, you and that's, the, that's thre- the,
0: the Niflheim set, because it's got the, yeah. the, the passive health regen on it.
1: Because yeah, I did uh, Niflheim, and then I went right to, to Nifl- Niflheim, uh, I went to Niflheim after the, whatever the fire stage is.
0: Muselheim um, or whatever.
1: Yeah, Muselheim. Yeah, and I went there pretty much right after, and uh, I didn't farm the Mus- Muselheim stuff. so All the Evaldi ones are, have like three slots, so like I was super... Because I really wanted to beat that last Valkyrie. <laughs> okay.
0: And so that that's your... So actually your armor ends up being one of your primary, or I should say your primary way of advancing your character okay because you have what i guess you would call a level and this level has it's a little bar you fill up and as you upgrade equipment whether that be through just pure upgrading the same piece equipping a better piece socketing increasing like the gems and enchants um, put into that piece all these things increase that that meter, And then when it maxes out, you go up to the next stage. And now when you go up to the next stage, that's when you see a big boost in your effectiveness against enemies of comparable level. So let's say you're sitting at, like, level 4. You run into, like, a level 6 enemy. That level 6 enemy is going to, like, be kicking your ass. But... Even even if the stats don't really your stats don't really change from being the top of level four to the bottom of level five, that creature becomes substantially easier because then you are now closer to its level. You actually see this mechanic play out a lot in like MMOs and stuff where your level matters more than your stats when it, uh, fighting things. But that's your primary. Uh, method of character advancement is this this equipping just equipping better armor always making sure that you're you're stepping forward and not back um because you can step back so like if you have a you know you've made it to level six or seven and you equip a piece of junk you're gonna go back down to like level four essentially so um that's basically your your advancement as far as stats and quote unquote level That's your level up system Now, there's another system that is your, uh, like, skills and talents. I would call it, like, almost like a spell book, essentially. So each of your weapons has a, uh, like, so your axe and, spoiler, your uh, chaos blades have a light runic attack and a heavy runic attack. And each one of those has multiple options that you find throughout the game, whether that just be in your normal thing, you can craft some special ones, you can uh, find some special ones. So there's actually a a ton of options in both of those slots for both of your weapons, um, and those can subsequently be upgraded as well and be made more effective. Um, via the burning of experience points, um, which is a whole nother set of currency that you can invest in upgrading these skills, which also, um, you can spend that XP to upgrade what is essentially a talent tree. So you have, uh, for like unarmed combat, shield combat, Spartan rage, um, axe combat, uh, In Chaos Blade Combat, you can go down these tiers, which it looks like a forked um, skill or talent tree or something like that, and invest XP into that as well. Um, which will give you additional effects additional mostly it's additional combos like a like uh, allows you to combo out your attacks a little better and those also have bonuses based on re- reaching certain stat criteria so if you reach 200 magic um stat then it'll do a thing or what have you um so there's a lot of uh complexity but not in that system i say complexity because it's just a ton of tiered bonuses you get but it's not a lot of having to plan it out and be real strategic about it simply because if you're going through and you're doing really any of the extra stuff that there is which i you're going to stumble on to a great deal of it there's not a ton of it that is so far hidden that you'll never see it um you're going to get a ton of, like, this XP and um, that kind of thing. Now, the one resource that you are kind of low on is, like, Hacksilver. Like, Hacksilver, uh, until you get into, like, the upper echelons of doing the extra content, Hacksilver can be kind of hard to come by. So, um, and then, of course, you have uh, your Sun system, which is similar to yours uh you upgrade he has a sm- you know a much smaller talent tree that revolves around his his shooting his arrows uh he only has two equipment slots there's not a whole lot going on but he also he gets a summon essentially um a summon slot that can be upgraded the same way your heavy and like runic attacks can uh so in typical beat beat 'em up meets rpg sort of thing you know you get combos you have these uh on recharge magic spells you don't really have a mana mana pool um, and then uh, yeah so uh, is there anything you would like to add about any of the um, internal gameplay systems Kujo? I
1: think you pretty well covered it uh...
0: okay now are there any particular aspects of the gameplay that you enjoyed more than other things?
1: Um. well I love the battling battling the bosses and uh having to figure out the strategies for all of them like that was the best part i think of the game um especially like once you get to the first like to me when i got to the first valkyrie fight like opened the game up for me because um i had to use everything all like you have to use all your moves and learn how to defend and block and everything before um
0: well, I would like to take a moment and talk about these Valkyries. So so Valkyries are a optional quest, okay? They have nothing to do, they're no bearing on the main quest. But they are by far the hardest enemies in the entire game, um, that are a full test of your your skills and your ability to do anything, um, really. Cause your mainline uh story bosses are more cinematic experiences than they are anything else. Like, it's just a lot of hack slash, then you go in a little button mashy combo, any uh, reactionary type thing, and then you go back to smashy, smashy. Like, there's not a whole lot, um, I would say, complex or interesting about them. The Valkyries, on the other hand, uh, are outright brutal uh, in, for some of them their their difficulty can vary greatly between each individual valkyrie cuz some of them their abilities are kind of like okay easy to deal with while others require such pristine fucking perfect timing to avoid getting face raped and stomped into the ground you ever i don't remember which valkyrie that was but it's the one valkyrie that flies up in the air and like slams into you but you have to dodge the moment she screams or she's going to yeah. land on you and start stomping your face in. It is just bullshit. Like, if you're in the middle of another dodge, like, she just tossed the little blades at you and then screamed, you're going to get hit. There is no way. So you what have the to... the they fly at you? Yeah, so you have to break yourself of dodging the throne blades. You have to use your shield for that specifically so that you can yes. dodge the minute she screams. Even though you can dodge the blades, it's the wrong thing to do. Bad you... You should have used your shield because now she's going to fly and catch you and stomp your face in. So, um. The then there's va- the one
1: where they jump up and you got to make sure you got to dodge like two or three times in a row because if you dodge yep. just once, she'll jump up again, jump right on you. So, well, she
0: has two attacks like that where one of them yeah. she just comes up and you got to mash circle to break out of it. Um, the other one, and she'll just do it once. And the other time, you got to keep going. And then when she comes out of that, she starts doing the little uh, wing blade charge at you thing. So it's like a whole five minute combo of just dodging and blocking shit before you can get two hits on the bitch. Like I thought I was playing God of War, not Dark Souls. What is this? Yeah,
1: I guess I never played Dark Souls, but this is probably what is what Dark Souls feels like to play.
0: I, I've, yeah, I don't have a lot of experience either. I'm just guessing because every time I watch somebody playing, it's just it's just five minutes of dodging and blocking to do two hits. So, but the Valkyries are. Um, interesting that way but it also points out how non-gameplay i want to emphasize gameplay interesting the boss encounters are because they're it's they're they're really cinematic experiences and i understand what they're trying to do here because if you played any of the other uh, god of war games they are pure action beat 'em up games and the boss encounters in those games are like reactionary kind of button mashing encounters where it's like you'll be swinging and all of a sudden a little triangle will pop on the screen you got to hit triangle then it's a lot of you got to be really on point with hitting your keys there to take down a boss and then at the same time they're trying to use a more powerful system to create this 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 more personalized grand scope kind of thing where you're running down you know you're flying through the air and you're doing all this shit but there's not as many of those reactionary key presses because it's all kind of on rails, really. And then you get into you know the actual fight itself and it's a lot of smashy-smashy. Um, the Magni and Modi boss fight is really the only one where you have to figure out what to do. I was just going to say that. Um, because any of your encounters with Balder are really not uh, exciting i'm trying to is there any other boss encounters other than uh like i mean through the story you encounter one of each of like the superior like creature types and that is faces an encounter anytime you fight a troll i think is basically a a mini boss fight but they're not hard that's a lot of just stunning them and then driving your axe through their face and smashing their head with the their own pillar thing but um
1: the uh, well the Elf King are the ones I hate the most because they blind uh, you.
0: Yeah, so you do have a bunch of different types of equipment, but the Elf Kings are, are, are brutal. I'm thinking like cinematic boss oh you have the dragon coming up the mountain. Oh yeah, the dragon. fight yeah, yeah. that um Yeah. So I can smash nails with my penis to answer the uh Twitch question. So, um Yeah, that's I mean the the, the encounter the uh boss encounters are kind of lackluster so that's that's kind of a detractionary thing for me do you have anything that you would like to add that's a that's a that's a bonus gameplay wise that you enjoyed
1: i love the uh killing all those crows that was awesome
0: okay so um the uh the platinum trophy and a lot of the trophy acquisition in this game is pretty straightforward it's a lot of um you know get all the the crows, get all the artifacts, do all these lots of things, and the crows are basically um, they're just hard to spot. They're little green crows or ravens, they're not crows. they're ravens um, sitting around that you gotta hit with your axe throw. Um, the puzzles throughout the game are some are some are kind of interesting, some are just needlessly tedious. Um, my favorite being in Tears temple. Uh, the the whole thing when Kratos gets kind of locked in place and you gotta use uh, he's gotta command uh, Atreus to move the sun and the moon around for the, the wolves um, that was fun uh, like I said some of them are cool some of them are needlessly tedious like the soon as like all the puzzles in Alfheim are just the worst it's just how do I throw my axe through all the vines at the same time um that, that weren't, was annoying. weren't particularly interesting but there there are enough um there so things that worked for me of course um i did like the some of the openness there i liked uh the puzzles i liked that they did manage especially after you unlocked the um Blades of Chaos because before you unlock them combat's a little more slow it's a little more defense oriented it's about getting in power hits when you can um then when you unlock the blades it it really melds what f- how God of War felt with a modern RPG where you would get into you started getting into a lot more encounters with just tons of enemies and you're just like flinging those fucking blades around doing crazy shit and that's always fun that brought that, that fun um badass feeling back into it that I felt like it was missing for the first 20 hours or so. Um, But, again, shouldn't take 20 hours to get to that point. I think I've said that on other games in this game uh, in the show, but the fact that it takes you so long to get those blades and how I feel like it so so dramatically changes up gameplay. Um, Honestly, I
1: didn't like the blades.
0: You didn't like the blades?
1: I used the axe the whole time. I liked the way the axe felt and I mean i started fighting those valkyries before i got the blades so um i had more fun using that axe i, ne- I-, I only used the blades when i had to like in hellheim
0: okay now um to answer the question in in chat uh we'll get to this more in story but you do not need to play the previous god of war games to play this and have an understanding of what's going on in the story um you can read like a half a page recap there's plenty of them out there on things you should know going into god of war but there's not not a ton um because they they played so loose and changed so much of the greek mythos um going into this and this is of course playing on norse mythology so it's it's not even he's not even the same place it's basically you just have to accept the fact that he has some some shit in his past and it's more about dealing with what's in front of him than than, than what's behind him. So, um... Stuff that you didn't care for, gameplay-wise. Oh, well, I would also definitely... like to say you're wrong about the, the blades, because the blades are way fun. I, I still use the axe, but the... It's just... It's fa- it's daggers versus a, a heavy weapon, is really what it is, and this is probably the only game where you're going to catch me um, being excited about about light blades as opposed to heavy blades. But that's a whole other discussion, things you didn't like about gameplay.
1: Well, like you were saying, it took, like, the first part of the game is really slow, and when I was, um, started I was just kind of bored. But once you get into, like, the lake of the nine, um, mm-hmm. it opens up a lot more. Um, yeah, just that, the, the battle, battling in the beginning was just kind of boring when you go into the caves, and it kind of got repetitive, so uh, it took a while to... To get started so one of the things i didn't like about it
0: yeah um it's because it's it's a good 10 hours before you unlock atreus's first magic arrow which is a big part of um some of the quick changing of the gameplay there because a lot of going back and forth isn't necessarily kratos switching his weapons it's a lot of do i need to stun them with atreus's arrows or do i need to do like this spread shock aoe which for some enemies, some enemies can do, like, a mini-stun, um, but it, it takes a lot of the game before you start unlocking um, anything that makes a Atre- is part of his gameplay interesting. But once you do, he is a full-fledged part of what you do in almost every combat. At least he was for yeah. me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mash square all the time. Just oh, She yeah. keeps shooting arrows, so.
0: Yeah, so, um, and once but you have there's... all those arrows and you sort of max out his reload speed, the combat just gets so fast between switching up doing yeah. switching up doing different runic attacks and then once you have a heavy and light runic attack for both the axe and the blades, which are on separate cooldowns, it's it becomes a really fast paced, making sure all the Treus' stuff stays on cooldown, making sure all of your stuff stays on cooldown, which is a big key part of all the Valkyrie fights is making sure you keep that, that that big hitter shit on cooldown, man. You, if you can, if it's off if it's sitting there off cooldown, you have lost, you have lost a ton of damage and a ton of time.
1: Yeah. You, I, that's the only one I really use the blades of chaos is on that last queen Valkyrie where you guys got to keep pumping, keep hitting her, keep hitting her or else she'll just destroy you. Like I had to use all my, like everything in your, uh, in your inventory, basically like the, the revive, the, uh, the rage mode you know all that just to just to beat her so
0: well one of the uh Muspelheim trials is defeating a certain number of enemies without taking damage and a key part oh of, god and my key a key part of my strategy in that is there's a heavy runic attack for the axe where you throw the axe on the ground and it leaves this big circle of constant ticking frost damage on the ground so i essentially could throw that down and then I could sit in the middle of it, switch over to my blades and just pepper damage on everything that's coming near me, because as soon as they step into that circle, they'd slow way down from the frost damage. Um so that was a big key part of my my strategy for that trial. But uh things you didn't like, is there anything that, that that's really sticking out to you other than the the slow start in the beginning.
1: No, uh I did know I remember one more thing I did like is um how in between the uh when you're sailing on the boat or whatever, you know, there's always little interjections, mm-hmm. talking of, of story notes and stuff like that. Um, Oh, one more other thing I didn't like is, uh, the fast travel. Cause after a while, like when you're it's going not between fast. doors, it's not fast. It's, it's not like, fast. I'd rather just have, I'd rather just have a loading screen than having to run for like 20, 30 seconds. And then, cause after like when you first do it, there's some dialogue or something, but, uh, after you know you run out of a of that dialogue it's just anytime you need to fast travel somewhere you're just running aimlessly for 20 30 seconds and it's boring
0: so. yeah because like the first time and it's not very uh intuitive where you go into the the tree there and you got to run until the door where you're going pops up and nobody tells you that and it's a big circle so the first time i killed myself by jumping off the ledge because i ran around that <laughs> circle twice and I'm like, where's the fucking door? Oh, I see a little interactive part over here. So I'm just going to go click on that. And I jumped off and died. I'm like, what the fuck is this tree? What does this do? What is why? It so... It takes
1: it, it takes a while just to get to that fast travel. Because at first, you can only fast travel back to... Um, Brock's you know, shop. That, that do- yeah, Brock's shop. And i was like, come on, just open it up. like, come- yeah. So yeah.
0: That was annoying. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's that was one of my key problems with the fast travel wasn't fast um it felt like they slowed it down specifically to give mimir more time to tell you these little stories um the i didn't like a lot of the sort of extra content really wasn't like you had a couple side quests like uh, so it felt like, especially with the dragons, because you go in these areas with these dragons, and you're supposed to free the dragons, and it felt like the first two were really well thought out, and kind of chaos incarnate, like there's a lot going on, and then the third one is kind of like, sec like tacked on the side of one of uh brock and Sindri's quests and you just do it like the dragon's not doing a whole lot like you just kind of find the stuff unlock the stuff and free the dragon like it's not real exciting and then there's a lot of um just a lot of finding all this little shit around especially the like finding all the artifacts and all that kind of stuff was just kind of tedious and uh real dumb if you ask me but they're 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 just pure trophy fodder is i feel like the only reason they're in the game uh every
1: game has to have that now i guess and and
0: that's that's a huge problem for me really is the the everybody's got to have this these little collectums to to make people waste time in the game um other stuff. I already spoke that. I didn't care for those cinematic fights so much because I felt like the big fights from the the other God of War's was something I was missing in this game. But uh, it's not to say they did poorly. It's just they were going for an entirely different type of game here, and and to try and mash that in was necessary because you need that transition. It just wasn't. It didn't feel as cool and as grand like grand as the action beat up versions of this game were, because, like, those were just, you know, huge moments in those games where you're just doing all sorts of cool shit, and this is more about watching him do cool shit than actually doing cool shit. So, that's a thing. Um, let's see.
1: Hmm. I did like uh, how... Um, now every game has to have collectibles. At least show you where they're at and how many more you have left to get, so it's not you know looking up at a get, have to look up a guide to kind of find everything. Yeah. So that kind of was nice. So at least if they had them, they did kind of
0: like hint what at the- where they were. But there were some of them were just wrong. Like there was there was a raven attributed to the the court of Valkyries that's not in the court of Valkyries. It's actually like in a whole other named zone. Like you have the whole name for the another little sub area pop up, and you're there, and you kill the raven, you get credit for something in the court of Valkyries, which was stupid. Like that shit was all over the place. Like it, it just it it just go, went to prove how much. Like, how little thought went into some of these, I think. Um, I liked the... So... I... You like the my, dragon fight? The... The, uh, the boss dragon fight? Yeah. I mean, it was okay, because, uh, again, that was more uh, cinematic. Oh, well, I guess once you got out of the mountain and you got to alternate between dodging and blocking, and then attacking its toes which didn't feel like a very Kratos thing to do. Um but it was it was fine. Uh the way up the mountain where you're swinging back and forth and having to keep um dislodging the platform was okay. Um it just wasn't I guess it was alright. It just wasn't
1: well, didn't uh, do it for y'all the way
0: did do it for me all the way because it it became like there was only really two strategies there there was two different things he did through the entire fight that you know you block you throw the thing you block you throw the thing he was just a glorified one of those soul eater fights is all the dragon was really when you think about it so um you know uh I can't really gameplay wise that's basically all I got uh do you have anything you want to add before we give it a score and move on to our first musical break
1: no but uh, just that those valkyries, I think, saved gameplay for me because like it really got me to use everything because before you didn't really need to. So I like, think that if they maybe had those Valkyrie fights as at least one of them that you had to do, it might have made it better? I don't know.:
0: Well, one of them you do have to do. The first one you have to do, don't you? I don't recall. I think you have to do one, and that's how you get introduced to the whole thing, because you find you find it on the way to do something else. Like you have to pass through the room and which you find it, or something like that, I could have swore you got you had to fight one of them, but I could be mistaken. um
1: I think you run across it, but I don't think you have to
0: now i something I think this game is sorely mistaken or uh missing is when you're especially a lot of the stuff that you have to go back later with additional um there's so many areas in this game this the map of this game is so large that there's so many of these little you have to go back once you have the shock arrows, you have to go back once you have the little uh, giant chisel. I wish there was a way to mark those things on the map once you found them the first time. Now, not I don't think any game really has this um, but it just, there was like alright, where did I see that, that one uh, hidden chamber with the little diamond on it that I gotta go back and find because I don't remember where I found it. You know, you're just asking me to look it up at that point if I can't mark it on the map.
1: Yeah, it's that Zelda thing.
0: So score it for me, Cujo gameplay.
1: We have a four out of five.
0: Four out of five is kind of where I'm at. I'm at a four out of five is fun. Um there's enough different going on as far as combat, sort of uh your combos and everything like that. It's definitely not a ff F fifteen. Uh it's it's got a lot of a lot of beat 'em up, a lot of Strategy, there's just a lot going on there, it's complex and cool to do. So, first musical break is mine. I chose Magni and Modi's theme. Um, I'm picking this up at the one minute mark, uh, and I'll, we'll talk more about that when we get down to music. But, uh, a lot of complex pieces. This one is very uh, threatening, very sinister, because this is this is sort of the first time um, that Kratos and Atreus come face to face with other um like gods now there's balder and freya before this but this is like one of the first like um truly menacing encounters where they're they're here they're here now and they want to kill you now so this is what we're gonna go with Well, that's uh, Magni and Modi. And before we move into story, how's it feel with uh, the actual co-host of the show in Twitch chat, just uh, judging you every step of the way? How's that feel? Awesome. awesome! love it. Love it. Fantastic! I'm glad you liked that track there, uh, Nick. So, story. Do you want to go through it? Do you want me to go through it? Doesn't matter. Uh, you probably sound way
1: better than I would. Um, I can add three things in here. There. Okay, but, yeah.
0: that's fine. Uh, so the game picks up with uh yes yes nick i did i'm sorry my my i started doing my twitch thing the story you missed earlier and i couldn't i couldn't handle it so i had to take a pause um story picks up with kratos and his son At- atreus in the woods uh chopping down trees for a pyre we find out that uh atreus's mother has passed um that of course he's kratos's son and they proceed on this journey because she asked them to spread her ashes at the highest peak in the realms okay so they set off on this uh journey to get to the top of the mountain there's a few um sort of breaks they have in that adventure there like they have to decurse some magic that sends them into alfheim um there's this, uh, there's a there are a few steps along the way that that really slow them down each step of the way kratos is experiencing this version of of norse uh mythology and right at the very beginning Baldur shows up at their home and sort of threatens him we don't know it's Baldur, but uh, obviously another immortal person shows up at their home and commences to destroying shit um fighting uh kratos so um they proceed up the mountain when they get to the top of the mountain they meet uh mimir after hearing him being questioned by Baldur. And, um assumably i guess that was supposed to be magni and modi maybe not baldir i don't know i i don't really remember who was up there talking to mimir um it was all three of them i thought I, yeah it was probably all of them uh <laughs> that they are not at the top, tallest peak in all the realms. The tallest peak in all the realms is actually in Jotunheim, the realm of the giants, and no one's seen giants in all this time. So that, that's when the real big part of the quest comes, finding out how to get into Jotunheim, because the tower for passage into Jotunheim has been disappeared. Like, nobody really knows. So they, you go through hunting down the history of this uh, this benevolent god Tyr while learning a lot um, about the Norse mythology of this world through Mimir, who is now accompanying the party as a decapitated head hanging from um, Kratos' belt. Um, along the way, you discover that uh, the witch in the woods, you mean in the beginning, is in fact Freya, um, ex-wife to the Odin, of course, um, and Baldur is her son that in her efforts to save him Um, made him so he can't he can't feel anything emotions pain pleasure none of it and he's become this madman um and you don't uh really find out what they're after till the very end when you find out more about atreus's nature um true nature so there's a whole bit with atreus getting sick because he doesn't know that he's part god because kratos doesn't want to tell him um kratos's whole story arc is this this avoiding uh this this cycle of children killing parents, which he sees, um, you know, of course, in his past he killed Zeus, and now, you know, uh he wants this better you can kinda tell he wants this a better relationship with his son, even though just enough boy, quiet boy, all this shit the entire fucking time. Uh um, the whole uh the whole reaching out and not touching him. Yeah. Um <laughs> so uh he's a spartan man he's got to do it the spartan way but um so he wants to break that whole cycle like Baldur wants to kill freya towards the end but it all culminates in you find out that um atreus's mother was in fact a giant um i guess one of the important giants don't really didn't really catch that much um but he is uh now the last giant alive, part giant, part part Greek god, uh, in uh, this struggle with the what they call the Aesir gods. Um and you kill Baldur, you piss Frey off, who's your ally through the whole thing. It's there's a lot of smaller complexities, and then you also find out that Atreus is supposed to be the Loki figure in this mythology, of course, because part giant part god or giant raised by gods that all makes sense um but uh because you find out at the end like they foresee all this you see a lot of foreshadowing into a possible sequel um and at the very very end thor shows up at your house um and that's where it kind of cliffhangers fades to black if you do the actual ending now did you go back to the house and see the actual ending or did you end after you went to Jotunheim? Yeah, I went back to the house. Okay, so you go back to the house after you do the Jotunheim ending and you see the credits and then you see this final scene with Thor showing up at the house um, and this impending Ragnarok into a, um, you know, lead into, like, this all foreshadowing or a place to build a sequel off of and all that kind of stuff. But the primary core of this story is... It's actually really simple. It's it's, uh, Kratos and Atreus coming to terms with who they are, where they stand in this world, their relationship as father and son, and just something as simple as spreading a mother slash wife's uh, ashes. And um, that's when you find out that, that I guess, Balder and uh, all these other people are not at, in fact, after Kratos, um, but after Atreus. Uh um,
1: no, they're after
0: his wife, I thought. Oh, they might have been after her. It it gets really weird at the end. Uh they, they start tying up a lot of stuff real fast and it's kinda nonsensical if you ask me. But um yeah, so uh that's basically it. Now what are some things that you, you liked about the story of the uh this game?
1: Um well, Mimir, I think, is the star of the of the game. Because... Oh,
0: absolutely. 110 fucking percent. <laughs> Mimir is my bro. I want a little decapitated Mimir riding around with me. Him and Brock. Like, I just want to go, like, have beers with those dudes.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, the, the the characters are very well developed. So um, I just like how the relationship of Kratos and Artreus is. And then once you get Mimir in there, it kind of mixes it all together. Um, that whole relationship was, uh, I think saved the game for me because up until that point I was kind of getting like bored of it or just getting tired. Then you get to that point and you're like, Oh, this is cool. And then, you know, everywhere, you, like when you start, um, uh, like, like, a, like I said earlier, when you're doing the fast travel, Mimir has little stories he tells when you're uh, on the boat, um, Mimir starts telling stories about, you know, the history of all the Norse mythology on the, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, Kratos did a little bit, but those are kind of just basic stories and are kind of like, eh.
0: Oh no, Kratos telling Aesop's fables, his version of Aesop's fables were hilarious. Like that was the best like he's he's he tells them so um like straight. Like matter-of-factly. Matter-of-factly like like the, the tortoise beats the hare because the tortoise exhibited hard work and the hare was a lazy piece of shit like just the way <laughs> he tells these stories is amazing and I was kind of, kind of sad to see him go when Mamir came but Mamir replaces it with a whole new level of uh, personality he, he brings like a, a level of personality to it that is um, hard to defi- like hard to really play up how much he brings um, to just the dead space in the game um, uh, I like,
1: the, I, like RPG, I like RPGs that are like that, where it's not like a forced like you have to go talk to this person, or it just happens naturally almost.
0: Yes, yeah, so so. it's it's very organic. Um, the way they reveal a lot of this Norse mythology information to you. Um, anything else that that stands out for you? Yeah, I, mean,
1: I know you didn't like the uh, battles back or uh, that the gameplay of the battles, but like the big boss fights, like the scripted ones, I enjoyed those. Those are fun. Um, in the whole reveal of like Freya being like I didn't know anything about Norse mythology, so it was all like new to me. So um, I guess it, if you knew this kind of stuff, it wasn't that big of of, of But because here's the thing, this...
0: here's the thing I want to tell everybody about a God of War game, okay? And this is a God of War mythology across the board. If you meet someone and they're more than just someone you're going to kill immediately right now, they are a god. Every fucking time. There is not a character exists in a a God of War story or lore or mythos that's not a motherfucking god. So we met her, and she's doing all these witchy nature things. I'm like, that bitch is Freya. Like, there's no way this is just some, some hedge witch in the back forest dealing with spirit animals. Like, she has to be Freya. Like, come on. Like, it was...
1: Yeah, I didn't... Un- I didn't know. I knew she was someone important, but I didn't realize that was Odin's ex-wife. Like I didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know anything about that. And I guess well, I, didn't they know, I wasn't com- in on the whole God of War. Like everyone's a god. Well, I they the first one.
0: They made major changes to Norse mythology in this game. Like not, they didn't go line by line. And Norse mythology is a little complex anyway. But they kind of combined some of her, things attributed to her and Frigg. They actually made them the same character. Like it's 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 kind of i mean i'm not the best at north mythology but i know enough um because i like games that use it as like a source so um that's that i mean that is what it is but uh you keep going about stuff you liked um and the valkyrie things i
1: I just can't say enough how much that i love that so
0: yeah they get um cool little story bits themselves when you place their um helmets in each of the thrones you get an explanation there's not much that doesn't go by where you don't get mimir telling giving you a little explanation and the best that best part about that is you're right is it doesn't slow down gameplay because the 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 areas are so large that after you see a thing like he'll keep telling you while you walk away right so like you're you're off to the next thing but you can you still got mimir talking in your ear like oh this is so and so of the the thing where the the thing was terrible and we were all everybody's assholes here and gods are terrible like the whole the whole kit and caboodle so
1: yeah Um, and i like how uh, like um if he's not done with the story he's like oh i'll just pick this up later and the next time you get in the boat he finishes the story so you don't have to like just sit there and wait for it to
0: end and atreus will ask a question relevant to where he left off in the story it's not just like oh sometimes he'll say you didn't finish your story from earlier but a lot of times he'll be like so why did this happen or why did that happen at certain points in the story and he'll pick it up from there um answering atreus's question so um that's interesting that's a little detail that's very thoughtful um was there anything that you didn't care for story-wise
1: um, yeah, the thing I didn't really, uh, I wish they did was go more into Kratos and the, his, you know, wife that he's burying, like, just give us a little bit, because they didn't really give us anything. We're just supposed to believe that Kratos was a great father or a great husband, and they had this amazing relationship, but they don't give us much to go off on, on that besides how much, like, they show how much he cared about her, but they don't show why or, or you know, his, like, his motivation for it, you know?
0: Okay, I mean, that's I mean that's fair. Um, so is there anything else you didn't care for before I go into my spiel? Go ahead, all you. All right, so I liked uh a little bit of the intimate nature of the story. The father son story is is interesting. Um, I like that as just as a meta textual thing as like the gaming generation gets older the stories that were we're getting told get get older because you think about when we were kids um playing video games especially rpgs everybody's like a 16 year old going on an adventure and now everyone's like a like a father or an adult or somebody with responsibilities like having to do the responsible thing so i, I like that as a metatextual sort of thing um I like... Like I said, like Mimir, I like all the characters. I think all the characters are, for the most part, um, fairly fleshed out and interesting. Um, With the exception being... Atreus' little fucking bratty ass, alright? Like... Oh, boy. He is Come the on. moodiest little shit, and his mood swings just so fast. Just so fucking fast. Like... He goes from being told he's a god to being a little fucking murder ball, uh, you know, in two seconds. Like, oh, I'm a god, so that means I can just kill everybody, right? That's what that means. Like, what and that was annoying. Well, what is learn... this? But he had, to...
1: but then he learned that he's, he, you know, he has to have restraint. He, he's not like unkillable, you know. So some he...
0: of some of the lessons with Atreus are interesting, while there are others that are not interesting. I don't think are story beats that should have been made that we could have just glossed over um but it does enable us to see a little bit of the cooler old man kratos because as somebody who's played other god of war games like this is definitely a more mature seen some shit kratos as opposed to uh let's fuck two hookers in a mini game and go kill a kraken <laughs> kratos like that's this is a whole different fucking level here um so yeah,
1: there's no boobs in this one was, no was, boobs. it was nice it was, it was nice yeah
0: that's good that's good don't have to feel awkward about playing this one so um yeah and uh, but i also don't like the everyone that that has a voice act i mean everyone that's not a spirit anyone you encounter is instantly going to be a god or demigod like where are the people in the god of war universe also um the thing that you gain in a straightforward action beat up platformer type game um where the main character is a god is you're basically just running from one end to a level of a level to another murder hoboing everything right like you're just going nuts murdering things there's not a whole lot in terms of barriers, okay? In this game, within the first 20 minutes, we see basically Kratos fucking create a canyon, all right? But there are areas that he just can't jump because it doesn't have yellow rune marks on it. You fucking shitting me? Like I I watched this man flip a temple. He flipped a fucking temple, okay? And I he can't he can't get around some of the stupid shit he can't get around are you kidding me? What is this? There's there's a level of inc- uh, inconsistency in his power level that comes just as the necessity of gameplay really. And I understand that like gameplay trumps story all the time and it should reasonably it should, but it just it it when you're talking about gods, I mean fucking gods, not just this dude's insanely powerful. Like this this is a god. I don't know. It just feels like a thing that shouldn't be. Like, I mean, he he flips the whole. He pushes the entire temple across the lake. But for some reason, like, you can't. I can't climb this little this little ledge here because it doesn't have the little yellow rune marks indicating I can climb this ledge here. You follow. Yeah
1: yeah i i see what you're saying but i usually just turn that part of my brain off when i'm playing these type of games and i normally like, can but you... it is
0: such a glaring part of this game i feel like it was ridiculous <laughs>
1: uh, yeah i don't know i i, I totally i totally uh, i'm with you on this but yeah i just i just don't think about those things because then then it kind of ruins it for me a little bit like that's uh, for you
0: yeah so teach Throne, i guess um outside of those sort of things so little things i didn't really have a ton of problems with the story um it was predictable but it was still interesting it was still enough to to make me interested to see what happens when i get to jotunheim um all that sort of stuff i look forward to them expanding and seeing some more of the um what they do with north's mythology in this game so um go ahead and give it a mm-hmm. give it a score for me if you want if you got anything else to add
1: Yeah, they did say, uh, well, I I did read that this is the last Kratos main game, so... Mm. And also that they're gonna start doing, like, Egyptian mythology and all the other mythologies. Well, yeah, because
0: in one of the, in Tear's temple, there's, like, the uh, symbol symbol for Osiris. There's, like, an ankh on the thing. Yeah, Um, and
1: there's theories that, like, he is all those gods, like, Kratos is all those gods, but I don't know.
0: That's a bunch of it, it's just any time a, a a big AAA game comes out, all the fan theories come out where they think the story developers are some like next level fucking <laughs> planning evil geniuses. It's like calm down, no, just everybody's hyped about it. I doubt there's that many layers to it. Um, doesn't mean it's bad. Just don't think there's that many layers. So, what are you gonna score it for me? I'll give it a four. Give it a four. Um, I will give it a four and a half. Uh I liked it. I don't think it's perfect by any means. Atreus' little fucking hissy fits are more than enough to slow me down, but I'm a sucker for Norse mythology, man. It was it was a good time. Um I don't I don't think any part of this game is like the next coming by any means, but this was certainly fun and it bowled forward. so uh works for me. You have the next break. What did you pick and why? I
1: picked the dragon um and i really like the upbeat i really really like upbeat music when i'm playing these games so this is one of the most upbeat songs of uh, of the whole
0: game yeah no well the dragon i mean yeah it's kind of it's kind of frantic most... yeah i like that it's kind of frantic i like it so um let's play the dragon Dragon, all right. Um, so next up, we're gonna talk about visuals and music. So, visuals, uh, for me, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think, I mean, there's it's hard to say triple A games look bad these days, um, uh, because there's so much detail that goes into them. There's not a there were no there wasn't a lot of uh like clipping or anything weird going on like that. Everything showed up the way it was supposed to um so it's 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 um like I, I i hate to find uh things that uh that look terrible
1: i don't look terrible
0: that 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 yeah that looked terrible but you couldn't find anything couldn't find anything i mean where where are you where do you stand
1: uh, I thought it was awesome. Like, yeah, like you said, there wasn't there wasn't that much terrible about it. I mean, there's a whole stage where you're just going through a dead giant, which was amazing. I thought so. Yeah, everything was just I thought well put together and looked great.
0: I mean, there's a decent variety of monsters, but not like a uh, ton of. Uh... There's not a ton of them. Like, there's a lot of re re reskinned, recolored monsters, which I don't think is, uh, outside the realm of something we'd expect, um, their take on, uh, some of the Norse mythology, uh, creatures were, were a bit interesting, but also kind of looked, um, how do I say this? Very similar to the way they made, uh, previous god of war monsters kind of look they kind of fit them into a same flavor which if you want to draw weird uh conspiracy theories look there like why do greek monsters have a same aesthetic, uh appearance uh and as norse monsters so uh i guess we can address the question in chat here uh Goro says God War is terrible. He's a he's a Mary Sue. Um we make him unstoppable. He's not a relatable character. Um and Odd. I can Alright, so let's 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 play down this this I think this is an interesting um play down this 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 line here because we get a lot of this in modern games or RPGs anyway. You give uh protagonist in a game who is some, unstru- you know, extraordinary power level and eventually gets good at everything, because that's the nature of an RPG. You play an RPG that way, even the way you build the character, they become great at everything. Now, <clears throat> I think there are varying tiers of what you're looking for in in main characters. You don't come to a franchise like God of War looking for a character that is relatable or even has a power check like every character in this game is supposedly some immortal god like everyone you run into is an immortal god I mean fucking Freya revives a dead giant corpse and puppeteers it to some end to fight her uh, to stop the fight between Baldur and Kratos like like I said I did have a problem with the power and consistency between cutscenes and gameplay but I mean they're giving us challenge the it's just not what you, if you're looking for a character that's gonna be um, you're not gonna have a character that has these these checks and balances. Now that's not to say that that's not an interesting um point you bring up there. They need like a Thanos moment where he gets killed at the end, and uh Atreus has to deal with that at the start of the next game now you pointed out Cujo that this is the last one they want to make work with Kratos as the main character so we pick up this game with the death of the mother who's to say we can't pick up the next game with the death of Kratos instead of ending a game on the note of Kratos being dead we get hit with that like in the first hour of gameplay we think we're going to do this thing and then boom it's off in a different cycle I'm not to say that's a that's outside of reason I don't think that's That's entirely impossible. Um, I think that's
1: what they'll do because they even foreshadowed it with the whole, you know, behind the little, uh, when they're looking at the little pictures on the wall. Yeah, uh, and it it seems like something
0: that Atreus is doing kills Kratos, whether that be intentionally or unintentionally.
1: Yeah, Kratos has to die for a, it's going to be something, but um, yeah, I think that's what they'll do. They'll probably do the whole fake out where you start off as Kratos and then you finish the game as Atreus or something like that.
0: And uh, I would, uh, I don't think that I would agree with Kratos being uh, a Mary Sue only because he rolled so low in charisma. Now, if he also had an excellent relationship with his son and everyone liked him, I I would consider him a Mary Sue, but... Uh, multiple occasions he fails utterly at every step of the way to get people to 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 um to like him and that kratos sacrificing himself to protect his son from someone he can't stop doesn't make i mean i think that makes kratos a more reliable character because as somebody as a father myself i would i would sacrifice myself to to save my child so um that actually that 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 would be a humanizing quality in him and I think I mean, that he
1: actually... even he even he even said he would at at one point in the game. So
0: like... um but that's that's those are more story questions. I appreciate the input there. Let's move back into um No, I mean, and that's and that's good. So I mean you get in the fact that anyone plays a game, I think anytime anyone can play a game and look at a character and feel um disappointed by a character but also interested enough in the story to try and uh create like a reasonable or a logical sort of um like correction path for that story then then more on you glad you you, you feel a certain I mean god knows I've hated enough fucking shit around here so I mean good on you buddy uh so <laughs> Um, let's play uh, let's talk about visuals it's hard to it's hard to say there's a lot of bad things here there's some repeats a lot of the there's not a lot of clipping or anything weird the the ravens were you know easy to hit the ravens um, that kind of thing do you have anything negative to say about visuals other than the repeat of some of the monsters like just a different color but I mean that's an RPG trope that's Whatever,
1: man uh yeah there is nothing that really i guess the only visual thing i could say is that like in the very beginning when you're going through the caves it's kind of samey and i kind of got bored but other than that no
0: yeah i mean um yeah there's it's it's not i wouldn't say it's the next masterpiece but it's hard to find anything technically wrong with it um and they each of the little armor, like there's only three real models for armor sets with different colors on each, which is kind of disappointing. I was hoping for a lot more variety in that. Um, but they're all just three colors uh, of the same model with different glow or lighting effects on them, so that kind of sucks. Um,
1: as, as the axe and the blades of chaos get upgraded, they look cool. As yeah, you upgrade them um,
0: up. you do get to see the uh pommel change because that's one of the equipable. um slots is the pommel and the axe so having that change a cool little but see this is weird for me to discuss because i'm so used to talking about old games right i was used to talking about you know shit made in the the 90s and early 2000s as to um look at this game and be like oh yeah it's cool the pommel's changed but you should expect that out of a fucking Two thousand eighteen game, right? Where you got a big old uh weapon on your back. You should see the pommel change when you equip a new um pommel. So uh go ahead and score visuals for me. Uh four and a half. Four and a half. I'll give it a four. Like I mean it's 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 new, so it is it's it's fine. So music. So uh again we're talking about a newer game, newer technology. Um so that means we get a lot of fully uh, orchestrated pieces, right? There's not a whole lot of having to do weird things on a ch- uh, sound chip. We get a lot of orchestrated pieces. That being said, uh, this game does something cool, and then a lot of the pieces have multiple like stages to it. I don't, I don't, I'm not good on musical terms. I think I've established this plenty of times but uh there's like if you look at a 5 minute song like i think in a minute and a half a lot of them change up to have like this middle section and then come like the 30 minute 415 mark they they end and they always end in a different place than they start so they they're each individual um man what, do, what what would you call that like a like a scored piece I guess that's what you would say. Like it's they're they're each individual scored pieces, um, but there's not a ton of tracks. I think there's about twenty. We've seen more than that on SNES games, um, but with each of them being almost two to three tracks a piece, you know, characteristically um, and different things happening in them. Not all of them do that, but uh, a good chunk of them well, do.
1: Was it were they all released on the soundtrack, or are they just released like you know the ones that a guy orchestrated? I, mean, there may, I, there I think more... I
0: think I think that's the OST's about twenty one tracks. So that's that's including, you know, a couple um changes to like the main theme in there. So there's not I don't think there's a ton of ton of pieces. And on that, I think they, they only really stand out like the whole game doesn't feel um backed with music right so let's say you play a super nintendo game let's take let's take chrono trigger right the whole game there's always a some musical piece playing that's in your face because there's no other audio to go with it's just the music so in this they don't have to do that because you have mimir saying it's little pieces you have um a lot of ambience going on so you only get these um scored pieces at appropriate points so there's not there's not the need for as much music yeah, that... or looping music for that matter so yeah, they you... can they can end the piece at a different place that it starts
1: a lot of uh nature noises and stuff like that or the like when, i think when you're on the lake you you don't hear any any kind of music do you that's that's
0: what we call ambience
1: great so i'm agreeing with you that's,
0: that's <laughs> what i said was ambience all right no that's fine um so i mean but the pieces that are there are solid uh a lot of them are kind of samey you a, you have a lot of chanting a lot of chanting in this OST so much chanting uh, that it's kind of overwhelming uh, like I is but some of them there's some mediocre pieces and there's some great pieces there's none that are really terrible so uh, overall the music when it was there I liked it all the voiceovers overs good sound effects are cool uh, yep what do you guys yep, say about um, the
1: soundtrack? Um, I think the best thing. Like, I'm not a huge music music buff either. Um, I don't listen to like video game music, when I'm not playing it. And for me, um, I think the the way I kind of judge music is that if it if I can't um, if I don't notice it, I think it's good because it doesn't bother me. So that's that's what I have on music.
0: I mean, is there any, uh, I mean, just overall, like, is there anything that you you, you you liked exceptionally, didn't care for? How do you feel about voice acting, all that kind of stuff?
1: Oh, yeah, the voice acting uh, was, I thought it was really good. Um, they even got some of, like, you know, people. I don't know if you knew who Kratos was, the voice. Um, I, I watched Stargate SG-1 yeah. back in the day, and it was Teal. And I was like, how do I know that voice? Like I that guy sounds so familiar, so I looked it up like, oh a Teal, okay. Got it. So uh and then I also didn't like Balder has kind of like a unique like sound to him too. I was like, who I, I know I know that guy too, and it's, uh what's his name from uh Lost? Yeah. Uh what's his uh Christopher Judge who was not, not, not Jeremy Davies, who was uh Faraday from Lost.
0: Mm-hmm. So So yeah, when, the, I mean uh, voice actors get around, man. So um soundtrack you want to score it for me i don't like it i'll put it this way there are pieces that i really enjoyed but as a as a whole um i don't think that this the soundtrack is going to make my my ost um playlist if you know what i mean so uh i'm going to give it a three and a half where are you at on the ost um i'll give it four all right so my next break is Witch of the Woods slash Freya's theme. Um it is Again, we're we're not really picking a lot of uh the the broodier songs in the in this uh in this collection. Cause a lot of them are that dark, ominous, slow brooding um songs. So this one's not. This one's more uh This one feels more Goonies, adventure-type kind of music. Uh, So we'll listen to this. We'll give it a play. We'll be right back. That was Witch of the Woods. Witch of the Woods. So, overall experience. Like I say every time, is an uh, expectations versus reality type thing. Uh, and this game, a lot of hype coming into it, man. I get The guy liked it so bad, he bought it for me. <laughs> I got a free copy just because he wanted me to play it. Because he knew I like video games and he wanted me to play it. Um, and I uh, did a bomb-ass job running his route so i got a free copy uh you were you were uh, singing its praises when you were playing it before me um everywhere i'm seeing everybody's like ah it's great it's great 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 so but what i got while each of the individual pieces are good okay so i mean it's got a cool story i'm a sucker for norse mythology um know it's a pretty looking game it's the 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 game opens up even if it starts a little slow it just felt like overall every other modern rpg i've played where there's these little unique pieces but everything fits this open world collect-a-thon thing that's this game sort of became like there's there's the story then there's the this other stuff that's on a checklist on the side of the screen that you do if you want the the trophy fodder stuff or um just a lot of a lot of games have these like throw fetch puzzle mechanics like you have with the axe here um it just it's not that it's bad, and I don't want to say this is bad, because I played it enough to get a platinum, which I don't do, um, it's just, I I did not come out of it, like, going, this is why, every website has a guide up, this is why every person says I need to play the game, this is why, people think this is changing RPGs, or whatever their shit is, like, none of those things occur to me, I'm like, this is a solid game. This is fun. This is good. This isn't revolutionary. This is this is just reskinning a lot of things I have seen a lot of these other modern games do. So uh I played it. I planted it. I enjoyed it. But I didn't I I was glad to take it out of the PS4 and put it back on the shelf. So, um I love the axe because I'm a sucker for heavy heavy blades. Um It might have been better if they had tried to have a more cohesive thing than give us all this this trophy fodder. I would I would say yes to that question, Sejo. Or Nick or whatever, whoever you think uh your name is. I don't know who your name is. Whatever. Um and uh, Skith, you missed earlier. I did say that this is probably the only game I would pick the light blade option over the heavy blade option because the uh, blades Chaos are... they make it feel more like the beat up beat 'em up game I want a God of War game to be. Um, and this was a it was not that for the first half of the game until I got those. This was just kind of kind of slow and plodding, um, but it opened up and I had a, a ton of fun towards the end. But then I outleveled everything, and I butchered the last 25% of shit I had to do. So uh, go figure. That's, that's RPG life. Uh, so overall experience for me is probably... Oh, man. I'll let you go first and then come back to, for me to score, because I just got to think on it for just... I mean, I've been thinking about it all day, and I still haven't come to a decision how I feel. Well, I,
1: I think you're being too tough on it, because this game is great. Um, and I feel like a lot of games I've been playing um, kind of get kind of overloaded sometimes. And this, guy, this game is just like I think the perfect uh, length. Um, you don't have to do all of the side stuff you don't want to, and you can still get the same kind of experience, like the story-wise. Uh, um, but for me, when I came into it, I did I play the first God of War, and I kind of was like, oh, I'm not kind of into this whole whole thing. Um, and then like you were saying, yeah, there's a lot of hype to it, so. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I haven't played like a, a brand new game right, 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 at launch in a while, so I did that, and um, uh, I, I was I was not disappointed. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I think the Valkyrie fights. I, I'll bring it back that again, but that those were so fun that um, I think helped elevate the game a little bit for me because, like, I I really. Felt the sense of accomplishment when I beat those things so I had a lot of fun with it so. and I enjoyed the story So,
0: see but this is because overall experience for me is, a, is in fact a, an expectations versus reality thing like was I overhyped would I pay full retail for this game like would I recommend someone else pay full retail for this game and that's where I'm stuck right is because while I did enjoy what I played And the fact that I have a Platinum Trophy for it speaks volumes for how much I enjoyed what I was doing. Now, uh, that being said, I don't know if this is, say, I don't know if I would have spent $60 on it, knowing even what I know now about what I like in it. Do You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I kind of get you. You don't know, but to like the average person, I would recommend this game. Like, this is you're gonna have fun. And that's so also hard. To, more...
0: Like, I don't know how much money you got. Like, you got the kind of dough you can just go drop sixty bucks on a game. I'm like, yeah, fucking just do that. <laughs> like, I mean, but I don't know. I'm at a weird place with it, honestly, because it's it's good. It is, but it's it's good in that way that. Like, they've boiled down all these gamer essences and, and put them into a thing. Like, it's only good because they've done the same thing that everyone else has figured that everybody fucking likes. And yes, I would say 40 bucks is worth it. For sure. $40, bucks, i would pay 40 bucks for it. But my- so you're mad
1: because it's good because they use the good things to make it good?
0: No, I'm mad because they use the good things that everybody's figured out is is what makes it good. It's like some dude figured out, oh, people really fucking love sugar, so we put sugar in everything, so I just ate a fuck I just ate rock sugar. yeah, it's good. I don't know if I should give it a five for uh like culinary skill because they figured out the shit that everybody's addicted to. You know what I'm saying I
1: think it's more than just the just collecting stuff, but I mean it the, uh... It's a simple, concise story, and it's a good gameplay. I don't know. I I liked it a lot.
0: I'm not talking about like get, like my thing is. Do I give it a three point five or do I give it a four? Is where I'm at. Like, do I give it a three point five or do I give it a four? I'll give it a four. This is
1: your this is your opinion. If you think it's if it's a three point five, that's you. You shouldn't have to worry about like what a you know. Yeah, but it means it wants what you, me
0: to to score something appropriately.
1: But it is appropriate no matter what you pick because that's your opinion.
0: I mean, you're right. You're right.
1: So if you think it's a 3.5, then give it a 3.5 if you're not happy with it.
0: Uh, it's not that I'm not happy with it. That's still above average. 3.5 is above average. 3 is average. It's
1: just, this is overall, because everything else you ranked is higher than 3.5, so that's why it's like kind of...
0: Well, it's, it's not going to be the first time I've given each individual category much higher than i give into the overall experience. I'm going to
1: 10. It's a C. It's a C. It's a C plus. It's a C. It's a C minus. Seventy is a C. Yeah,
0: well, we don't, we don't have, we don't ha, we don't go. All right, this is this. Now we're really getting into the the nooks and <laughs> crannies of why we don't do a fucking ten scale. But um, <laughs> what do you give an overall experience, Cujo? I,
1: I'm gonna give it four and a half. I four loved it. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't perfect. I mean, but I I was happy. Um, it didn't overstay its welcome. Um, I had fun with it, and and when I was done, I was like. <sighs> I didn't want more of it, you know? I was I was satisfied. So it, was, it wasn't like I wanted more. I, wanted, I needed to get more God of War in my life. I was like, yeah, oh, this is a good enough God of War. This is great. I had fun. And I was done.
0: So, yeah, like, I think I'm with what, what Nick just said in chat. He says, besides, you weren't as happy with the experience you were led to believe you would be. It's like... Junk food. This game is fucking junk food, okay? Because it's got all the little bits and it's just like I'm just eating it up, right? And then afterwards you're like, hmm, man, that was fun, but I'm 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 done. Like that it adds nothing to my life experience. It adds nothing to the the, the my gaming legacy and memories. I don't think this game will stand the the, the test of time whether I remember it as some seminal gaming experience. So I'm gonna give it a 3.5. That's where I'm at. It's like a, it's
1: a Papa John's pizza.
0: Yeah, exactly. Papa John's. That's a good fucking pizza. Like, that's some pepperonis, some cheese. You eat it, but goddamn, you're gonna have a fucking lava ass the next day. Okay. Yeah. Like, if
1: you eat too much of it, you feel sick. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I got, I got you.
0: So it's, it's, it's junk food, and there's nothing wrong with the occasional junk food. That's why I'm glad we're doing this as a bonus review. I just don't. It's not. It's just one of those games that it's like right now fucking game informer would put it in their top 5 RPGs of all time but (laughs) 15-20 years from now it won't make the top 100 you know what I'm saying I I, I totally agree with you on that so that's where I'm at 3.5 replayability Nick's favorite category so a good thing he's not here to whine um this I'm gonna say there's a ton of extra stuff to explore and do um but it's not, it's not, uh like, you can't make different choices in the story. That's always going to be the same. Like, the main start to finish, taking out all the extra side stuff is not going to change. But it, it does have enough extra stuff so that if you just go through the game, you can always go back into the game to do the extra stuff. And I think some of that's worth doing, like the Valkyrie stuff, the additional zones like Niflheim and Moosefulheim are both fun, very interesting to do. Um, so, but those you can go back in and do at the end of the game. Like, you don't have to start over and play the whole thing again. So, I don't know where that really fits in replayability. What do you think?
1: Uh, I don't think that's replayability. I think that's the first part. Like, I did all that before I beat the game. So, I feel like. So replayability would be like New Game Plus, but then it's like, what's the point? You already got everything. So I think, I think to me, replayability is if, hey, there's another storyline, I could go branch off this way or something like that to the experience something different. Um, there is no, there, there isn't that in this.
0: No, I'm with you. Um, all right, so what are you going to score replayability, then?
1: Channel Nick here and give it a one.
0: <laughs> uh I'm going to disagree and I'm going to say I'm going to give it like a 3 because it's not everyone's going to do all the extra stuff on their first playthrough. Not everyone is obsessive um like we are. Your average person is just going to play it and beat it. And then it does have a good um little well of uh stuff to go back in and do and like nick said they're at a new game plus which is um all the better so by the time some people listen to this maybe it has new game plus that boy that way you got some stuff to go do with all your new cool shit so i'm giving it a three um so the last break is your final musical pick what did you pick and why
1: my final pick is Valkyrie uh, because I love the Valkyries and I've listened to this song a whole bunch of times as they kick my ass. So uh, I just know it kind of gets me. Like, there's a I think we started at the one minute 50 second mark and that's when it starts getting hype. So
0: yeah, um, for sure. Uh, You're starting at 150, and I'm looking at the image on this YouTube link you sent me here, and I would just like to point out, just go back to like story and visuals and stuff. The final fight with Balder when Atreus finally gets to be a badass and goes full Hawkeye, like jumping around in the air firing like arrows into the dude's chest. That was badass. And that was way cool. So bonus points to Atreus for that scene. So uh
1: It wasn't total bitch the whole time.
0: Yeah, it was total bitch to the end until he got to flip around and be full Hawkeye, which was cool. <laughs> Alright. Let's listen to Valkyrie's, starting at Buck fifty. Now, this song was initially one of the ones I chose, but Cujo came in with it and I was like you can have it brah one of the best songs in the game if not the best so we're going to listen to that now Oh man, I'll just keep let that go on for another five minutes. gotta cut that out of there, all right, so, yeah, that was Valkyrie's man. I love that that track. That's a good one. yeah it's, it's um, good. just as a quick question before we go into the other stuff. What was your least favorite like normal enemy to fight that you'd run into on the regular
1: I uh, fuck hate those witches witches i, I got
0: them. I got good at in the the poison fields the ones I hate fuck those little dogs that go into the ground those are the worst uh, yeah. because they can disappear and they can stay gone if you're near them they don't have to pop up until you go away the witches I just switched to the blue arrows boo boo, boo 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 run over rip them apart like that was that was easy
1: I say that the witches like you couldn't like, you can just run up to them they just run away from you all the time so
0: yeah they they fucking suck but the little dogs that went into the ground are the worst all right, so next episode uh, is going to be a real episode, as in a numbered one, not a bonus episode, and that will be Soaking in Three. Uh, so that'll be fun. Tune in for that. How far are you? What's that? How far, How far am are you I? now? That is, yeah, um, I just finished uh, Somebody's Act Two. I haven't played in a couple days. It's fine. I'm gonna make it done. Wife and kid are gone all weekend. I'm gonna replay for like 30 hours this weekend. It's gonna be nuts. But it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good time. Um, we have a new iTunes review. That's that's a thing I was gonna read. Um, oh, do that. I'm pretty sure this is someone leaving a second review because uh, it's by Queer to the Moon. So, judging by our to-the-moon talk, they probably like, meh. But, either way, they left us a five-star review. It says, woo-hoo! Ric Flair action. The guys are here do the best job of discussing things in depth while also keeping the conversation light and fun as fuck. So, that's good. Thank you, queer. To-the-moon. Appreciate that. Good business. Um... That's that. I don't think... I have a whole lot to add. Uh, I had
1: a question to ask you, or okay. something. Go for it. Um, so, like you guys mentioned in the last episode about kind of changing the whole structure of, um, your reviews and everything. Have you guys figured out what you wanted to do yet? Or um, because I was, I was, I was right with you on that. Like, just do what you want to do because it's more interesting when you guys are into it. I feel.
0: Now I'm with you there. Um, I think where we're at now we haven't finalized anything um but our our core goal is to still come up with a way to keep a schedule okay because me and nick both are uh procrastinators by nature so we need deadlines as just who we are we need deadlines in order to do things properly okay now how do we set deadlines without having goals in mind okay that's kind of where we're at as far as that goes but for the immediate- could you
1: just have like a like a pool of games and then you pick the next game from the pool well we're uh, I and think then
0: that- we're going to go to kind of like a pick as we go type thing but it's it's we have to have a system in place for how long it takes to play a game and get to the review instead of let's uh, pick a game and then it gets pushed around like this so again, three is getting pushed around or you know we it, i just don't want a lot of flexibility in how long it takes us to play a game for a review i just want there to be flexibility in what we play next understand what i'm saying you follow yeah yeah so I got you. um we were talking post-show last time and again this nothing's final but we were thinking because we're playing second three i'm hyped to play valkyrie profile next we're going to play that then i think we're going to play a kingdom hearts game and then something else because i think our new goal is we want to play the kingdom hearts games before kingdom hearts Three comes out and maybe get a kingdom hearts 3 review out after that comes out in january um, is is the current goal, but that could change halfway through that because I don't want to set anything in stone until we get to get to um, plan stuff. But that might be on the horizon after Valkyrie profile. We have through the Valkyrie profile review to decide what our final uh, what that's going to look like. Um, we'll we'll kind of decide off air, I think, uh, how many games we're going to find as a season, so we can still. Do our whole season wrap ups and put everything into the big monster list, and do all of those fun things, and then we're gonna decide, um, like do, how long do we give any given game to play? Like, is that everything? I mean, do we give uh, five hours a week, ten hours a week? What are we doing, um, as far as that goes to to get a review? in because I don't want to become there are two types of shows out there that do what we do that I hate, okay, that I really hate, and... Ooh, yeah, tell I, me. I, it's not singling out anybody's way of doing it, I just do not like discussing, like, so there's some people that will do a weekly show, but they'll do, like, nine episodes on one game, you know what I'm saying? like I don't I yeah, don't I don't want part... to be those guys either. I don't be those guys. I don't want to be somebody that like decides they're going to play the next game next and they just get to the review whenever they get to the review so they'll announce they're going to play X game and then it's like they'll have all this filler fluff and shit for you know, not that some of that's bad, it's just there's just there's no content talking about a specific game for uh you know, months at a time. And while I understand that some games are super long, I don't want to fall into that. Well, I got distracted and now we haven't had a review in three months type thing. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So it's neither one of those things I want to fall into. Cause when we started this show, uh, I had a very specific goal in mind and that was regular planned reviews. And I still want to hit that goal because I think, and I don't want to be too too fucking cocky about it but I think we got one of the longest stretches of regular reviews out of anybody doing retro RPGs like there's a, people out there have been doing it a long time and there's some people that are that have have had it on a have it on a thing but like I think we're the most if not the one of the most consistent in our getting out reviews in time. So, and I want to keep that. And that's, putting the time in and getting it done is not a problem as long as I'm still hyped about the game we're playing. Instead of deciding, well, gee, we're going to play Landstalker. Yeah, I want to play Landstalker. That sounds like a good one to do. And then six to eight months later, like it's coming around time for Landstalker. It's like, fuck, I don't want to play Landstalker. You know, and I'm just using that as an example. is not the one that broke the camel's back, but... You get what I'm getting at.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's a long slog sometimes when you're doing all these games in a row. So I totally totally get it.
0: So I'd rather beat a game with the the sort of okay, now what do I get to play next instead of beating a game just because I know I got to get started on the next thing. You know what I'm saying? So
1: you want to try to get the hype level up?
0: Want to get it get the get the hype going? Uh, get the hype train up. So. With the fact that I can, I, I got a good deal on the um, Kingdom Hearts HD collection for the PS4 with one, two, and one of the others is playable. The other one's just like all the cutscenes. I got those, and we got Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out in January. I think that'd be a fun one to get to if it's not going to kill us. So uh, definitely hype for, for Valkyrie Profile. So we're going to get through Valkyrie Profile, and then we'll have like an official statement of of what what the plan is. But is
1: big Kingdom Hearts fans?
0: I am. Uh, I don't think Nick has really been into one, um, but I know he's he's got the pre order on three. So um, I like them. They're fun. They're they're kind of they're they're more junk food if you ask me. Like it's more of the junk food, like just just smashing and bashing, tearing shit up and i haven't played them in years so i'd look forward to playing them again um but uh we still want input on what you guys are thinking out there like if you had got an opinion on it if you'd like us to see it do it a certain way that kind of thing that's all well and good um but uh you know we'll have an official statement after, we've, after we actually finish up Valkyrie Profiler before we or the um non review episode before we do Valkyrie Profile we'll have We'll have something um, to let you guys know what to kind of what to expect because I mean I want more people playing the games we're playing and that's that's easier to do when we know what's coming up and we we'll like all right you know two months because I I don't expect people playing along with us listening to beat games as fast as we do like as a listener I expect to take twice as long if not three times as long to get through a game because they're you know they got other games they want to play they're not doing it to, to get a review in. So it's like, all right, in three months we're gonna review s in three or whatever, so that gives people plenty of time to play in three and have their opinions in on it if that's what they choose to do. So it's kinda like this weird this weird middle ground that I'm gonna give up. But hey, you gotta do what you gotta do so you don't burn the house down, right? I'll take that as a yes.
1: Yes, no must well have heard
0: it <laughs> All I heard was your mic turn on and then turn off I was like, hmm, that was weird So Guys, you can visit our home on the web Alright, first, did you have anything to add?
1: Nope uh, Just, uh, is that what you're going to play next Is Valkyrie, or after
0: uh... So you can throw his Valkyrie profile, yeah
1: Okay, cool Am I, I right? Download I, I, hope, I,
0: I hope, uh, hope hope Nick's around, right? That, that's next, right Nick? Alright, we'll figure it out doesn't matter if that's next in the list doesn't matter after sticking through we're playing valkyrie profile doesn't matter what's next we're playing valkyrie profile um you're you just downloaded octopath traveler or got it or what oh yeah
1: i was just gonna say i just downloaded the demo to octopath traveler so i'm about to get three hours into that thing see how that goes i just hooked up my switch today so
0: okay well that's cool well let us know in the discord how that's going for you i'm sure you will uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Cujo, he's in the discord every time we talk about him on the show plenty, but, uh, he's the one guy, he's going to let you know what he's playing. He's going to let you know how it's going. So, uh, we like to check in with him every now and then, like with what's, what Cujo is playing. Now that you got that fancy yeah. mic, you need to like, uh, record you a little 15 minutes of what you're playing. We can put it at the end of every episode, like what Cujo is playing, just to keep everybody in the loop. Yeah,
1: I'm cool with that. I oh, okay. got me my uh, my new snow blue snowball over right. here.
0: That's yeah, sound good. That's what I started with, and I think I, it's what I sent to sent to Josh for him to start doing his, whatever he wants to do, when he gets around to it. But he got that new baby in the house. I know it's fucking busy, man. God, it is just so time consuming sitting down and talking to people on the internet more than you'd believe. Actually, that's kind of weird, but. Let's wrap this up. We're kind of we're kind of dragging along. Uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. There's all sorts of cool things there for you to do. You can click on our Discord link to join our Discord. You really should. There's all kinds of activity and conversation going on there every day. And you should also go there. You can go to the Help the Show link. Uh, there's links to a PayPal donation link and Amazon affiliates. So you can do all sorts of things, whatever works for you to give a little bit back to the show you can also send us an email podcast at the rpg dot twitter is at the rpg podcast we're on facebook at the RPG, show, the rpg show on twitch and youtube as well so there's all sorts of things you can do and get in touch with us primary though is like I cannot focus enough on the discord that's where all the cool people hang out and do all the cool things Nin. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Like, uh, it's a it's a big deal. It's our biggest sort of source of eyes and ears on the show, and it really sucks being uh, lower in their um, search results for RPG than people not putting out shows. So, um, yeah, make sure you leave a rating and review so we can keep climbing that that iTunes search results. And I think that's it. If people wanted to talk to you, Cujo, what's the primary method they can do that?
1: Uh, right now, just uh, on Discord. So find him as Cujo. Cujo
0: on Discord. So, um, yep. I think that's it. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Hi, everyone. To All right.